1: Uh, and just another day, another dollar. I guess. <laughs> I feel you. I
0: feel you. Yeah.
1: Oh man, what's been going on with you, brother?
0: Oh man, it's been a lot, man. Is just always elevating, always moving up, always more to do. You know how it goes.
1: Oh yeah, man. Your grind never stops. Your grind never, never stops. I swear it don't. Man, it's like it just. Uh, where it just um, I had to slow well, I ain't slowed down recording but I slowed down booking so heavy because <laughs> I'd be finding myself with like three or four in a day I said man I can't keep doing that shit <laughs> yeah
0: you just get burnt out that's what it is you get burnt out and you're just like ah, I'm gonna
1: do this right now and i don't tell you what's funny people don't realize that even in porn we get burnt out and can they think just because we, because we fucking on camera and all that shit, we don't get, No, you get burned out. Cause it's a lot more to what we do than just fucking on camera.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you you get the people, and that's the crazy shit. Like when I get hit up to for like by prospective male talent and whatnot, they always throw a little line in there, like, "Oh, I got crazy stamina. I could fuck three, four times a day." No, the fuck, you can't. You think you can? You you one hundred percent believe in your mind you could do that. And then the camera's cut on and it's time for you to to at least give me one pop and it, now it's a problem.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, because it, it took me a while to get to the point where I could shoot five or six in a in a day. You know, I had to literally build up to that for part of it is learning your body, also learning to pace yourself during the fucking shoot. So you won't come so fast. You know what I'm saying? And people don't realize it's an art to that. It's, 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 it's an art to when you're on camera. And it's an art to the stroke. They just they just be frank.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and then on top of that, too, it's like, I, mean, I personally, I tap out at three a day. Like, I, if I'm really, really stretching it, I could do three a day. But I don't like doing that because my body feels fucking awful after
1: I do that. Yeah, you'd be sore and hurt up. Because even with me, like I used to do, like they say, three, maybe four hardcore scenes within that day. And then at my cameraman leave, we might, you know, bullshit around, do a POV or whatever. But it really, but it's not as intense because with a POV, it could be something she's just giving me head and doggy style. That's maintenance. You know, period, versus when you're in front of that camera. now you got to give them more than doggy style and a blowjob. <laughs>
0: it's, di- it's a different game for
1: sure. Mm. But we're going to get more into that once I do these particulars, my brother. All right. So, so you know how we do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers' Lounge. Here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All I got to do is down to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get yourself a profile today. I'm Kevin Norv, Southern Champ, aka The Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link allmylinks.com porn rap star. Three wonderful sponsors to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest rising adult magazine in the game. I'm talking about eroticism mag. So go to magazine.com, get yourself a month subscription, get it digital or get it. Melt to you, paperback. Also, last but not least, in black home, for you consumers, a new place for you to consume, is content for you content creators, 90% profit, and they evolve for healthcare. I'm talking about XsiteBunny.com, Whether you're a consumer or a content creator, porn star, whatever, new place for you to get a profile and make some money. Also, a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network, Plus, why you did get some shopping done from over 500 retailers, shops, and boutiques. Blu- Black owned, I may add, shopgwdistrict.com. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. Now, I'm about to shut up and let this King of New York introduce himself. What's up, everybody? Peter
0: King back once again. Thank you for having me back, sir. Appreciate it.
1: You know, you know, I love bringing you back. Cause we always talk it up, good. <laughs> we you always know, talk it up. We, good. we always got something to say. Yes, Lord. Because it's just, um, man, it's been so far crazy, crazy. Because I don't think, you no, know, I did talk to you earlier this year.
0: Yeah, like towards the know? beginning of the year, like January, February.
1: Yeah. So, so, what's been going on in the world of Peter King Productions?
0: Man, it's been great. Uh, Got my agency finally launched off the ground. uh, The only licensed and bonded talent agency in New York City. uh, Kings and Queens Modeling. And that has been going great. I signed a handful of beautiful queens so far. Uh, I got some kings on there as well. And it's, it's just been going great. It's been elevating and been showing people that, hey, there is talent. Up here in the Northeast, there is a community of producers, of directors, of talent up here in the Northeast. So, you know, I, I know that a lot of times the the South, you know, particularly Miami, uh, Vegas, LA, they, they tend to look at New York as dirty and cheap, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not the case. It's not the case. There's so many people up here who are shooting amazing quality content and paying full rates. And I think just with the launch of the agency, I'm really demonstrating that you could have a career, maybe, you know, granted, not as lucrative as the type of career you could have in Miami or in Vegas or in L.A., but you could have a self-sustaining porn career in the
1: Northeast area.
0: So I'm, I'm very excited to kind well, of share that. Which is that. funny
1: because everybody comes to New York anyway. Because, it, it, I mean, seriously, it's, it's kind of like for people to think that they ain't much talent up there, New York always been the East Coast hub for porn. Before Florida, before Atlanta, Atlanta just in recent history, you know, period. Um, because yeah. I didn't think they started shooting in Atlanta to what dang streets, these doing. that dang streets was shooting out there. But New York always had a porn community. A porn copia, to say the least. Because uh, computer do realize porn started in New York. It didn't start in Cali. The, the the whole porn industry started in New York um, for the most part, you know, period. That's where a lot of your movie theaters was at. Live sex shows back in the day, you know, period. And everything. I remember this TV show highlighted that, that was on HBO. Oh, you know, period. Good. Yeah, yeah, and see what people don't realize is that it moved to California, but it was in New York in the sixties and the seventies. It didn't move to California; the damn near the eighties. So it seemed like everybody come to New York anyway, especially you know, it seemed like to stop, especially for girls that want to make that money. If you know what I mean, so <laughs> so 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 who's so, so all the people that you assigned to your agency?
0: Pete. Hey. All right, punch him back
1: in. Yeah, yeah. The, the audio went out. I swear, anchor has been cutting the fuck up. Back from commercial break, people. Uh, <laughs> if this keep continuing, we gonna go to Skype. <laughs> I swear to God, it's just like. The last couple of days where Anchor has been a pain in the ass. But no. But back to what we were saying about your agency. So who's some of the people that you assigned to your agency?
0: I, I got some some Go wonderful, wonderful female talent right now. it's fantastic. Uh, my newest sign is Addis Boucher, a beautiful black model, uh, from Brooklyn. Just just started in the industry, only been doing porn mm-hmm. in about a month or two. And just brings this incredible, amazing energy set. Uh, definitely love having her on there. Uh, I also recently signed Sunny Bunny. Uh, she's also brand new. Just started uh, working out here recently. Also a New York native. Uh, big ass. Uh, I, I know that uh, in New York porn and urban porn in general, they, they love the big ass. So I, I definitely had to, to put her on. Um and some other people that I've signed over the last few months, uh, Chloe Bell, uh, she's a brand new model in Vegas. Eliza Eves, she's an established model. She's been doing this for, for a little while. Kaya Rose, uh, another model from out west who occasionally comes out here to shoot. Uh, Nova Ray, local model, also very new, just recently started. Celine Sun, beautiful model. She just recently started as well. And Victoria Luboff, who is another very established model. She's like a bit of an industry veteran. And then as far as male talent goes right now, my only um, male talent right now that I've, uh, that I've signed besides myself, obviously, is the Artemis. Uh, Artemis is great, great male talent. Uh, He's definitely having a meteoric rise in the industry and really putting on New York outside of the city, you know, he's shooting all the time in Atlanta, Florida, and he's just doing great things himself. So, love having him on
1: board, too. So, now now, with your agency, of course, I like to ask the hard questions. What makes your agency different from the other agencies? Because, um, with agencies, of course, you know, we know about the contracts, some contracts don't allow the girls to even do content. Some contracts hold them to a long period of time. Um, in some cases, girls only have choices of who they work with a lot of times. Because sometimes in situations where I talk to a girl and we had content trade set up and she signed with an agency or management and that she get killed. So what are some of the things that you learned not to do that agencies do? You get what I'm saying? That makes yours better.
0: So, I've just decided to go to a very performer friendly approach because at the end of the day, I know who I am and I know what position that I'm playing. I'm not out here. Like, I can't pick up the phone right now with somebody who's on the team at fucking Black Raw and say, Oh, I got this model. You know, can she be on set tomorrow? Like, I'm not. I don't have that amount of clout. I don't have that amount of sway. So, instead of being so heavily centered on just appeasing these big companies that don't even know I exist. I spend my time very one-on-one with the models themselves and doing things that are going to be beneficial to them. So my contracts are relatively open-ended in terms of what you're allowed to do, what you want. I have very few restrictions as far as what you're not allowed to do. Basically, you sign with me, all I'm really going to ask you is that you just run things by me. You got some content trade coming up? Cool. I support that. I support you going out, getting your money, doing your own OnlyFans, doing your own many bids wherever you're putting it. I fully one hundred percent support that. Just let me know who you're doing it with, when you're doing it, all that. Because you know, a lot of there's a lot of predators in this industry. Yes. So if you come to me and you say, Oh, I'm working with such and such, if I if, if I, that person's already on my radar, I could say, well, hold on, you know, there's there's been a couple people coming forward saying he's beating girls up. So maybe don't do that. Maybe pass on that one. Or, you know, and just other situations too where I, I could maybe be a little more insightful uh, uh, because there are always people going to be trying to run game. You know, I got uh, one today from one of my models who had someone reach out and they just offered a very low rate. For a photo shoot and she was just like well it's just photos but then I'm pointing out little things in the email or in the initial conversation where I'm like yeah you say that but he's talking about this and that and that and this all just seems like a red flag to me so in my personal opinion I wouldn't go through it so you know of course I could have sent her over there and took my little 15% cut but potentially putting her in a bad situation situation. where it's not good for her career, it's not good for her long term, it's not good for her in the moment. I can't do that. I can't in good faith operate that way. So I would rather do things to elevate a performance. And that's the other thing, too. My contracts are very short term, six months. You signed to me for six months. You have the option to renew, of course. But when that six months is up, if you got a better offer from a bigger agency, I encourage you to, to take that. I encourage you to take this offer from somebody in Miami, from somebody in LA, because just off rip, they could do more for your career than I can. So I am fine being that stepping stone because I'm not primarily an agent. If I was, you know, we a lot would have to change. That has to be like full on TTS set up in New York.
1: Hello. Hello. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. the GW district, a retail marketplace of black owned products and media. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um versus, you know what I'm saying, you don't hold them for a long period of time and no shit. I stuff. mean that, that
0: was basically everything that I wanted to uh yeah. that I wanted to say with that. So if you yeah. want, you could just ask me questions about that or we could just yeah. you could lead me into the next topic either way
1: okay. well shoot well I, i'm gonna continue on, on 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 the agency for a little bit longer than we move on because i'm you know what I'm saying back for commercial break again people we had to switch to skype because anchor acted stupid so um so y'all get three commercials in this one so <laughs> so but but the thing of it is is that um with you, do you focus more on them getting their content and helping them get content and finding talent to work with as well as work? Because most agencies, they're more concerned about getting the girls paid kids than worry about their content. Oh, so
0: to me, I, pay, I mean, I, I, with, with me, it's 100% about finding them paid work. Uh, but I'm not one of those agencies who's going to oppose to them doing content. Like, they could go and they could do content with whoever they want that's fine. I'm more of the mindset of, I'm going to put you on set and I'm going to get you paid and if you want to go off on your free time and shoot some content, pull cool with me. No issue.
1: So, it, so when it comes to like when you're getting them, well, well, first, what type girl do you look I I know I asked you this before, but now that you officially an agent, what type girls do you look for to be a part of your agency. Because when when you're talking about an agency, they're also representing you when they go out. So it's different versus I'm looking for a girl to shoot versus I'm looking for a girl that would represent my company. You feel what I'm coming from?
0: Right, exactly. And a big part of it for me as an agent is going to stem from attitude. That is because there have been people that I've been in talks with to sign. And generally, before I sign anybody, I put feelers out and I say, all right, well, before I lock you into some kind of contract, let me ask a couple of my connects and see if they would be interested in shooting you. And if they are, we can do the paperwork and then I'll push your materials out to them. So there was uh, this one young lady that I was talking to, and she was very eager, very excited, wanted to sign. And I did my usual thing. I reached out to about two, three people. And they all got back to me, and they said, oh, no, she she's a nice, she's horrible to work with. Uh, she's just really, she has a horrible attitude on set. She's so shitty to people. She talks to people in a very demeaning way. And then I had a conversation with her just to kind of follow up. And I noticed that start to come out when I started asking some some hard-hitting questions. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe one thing that I had said was just like, oh, well, you know, there's some recruiters that I'm going to have you speak to because they work for individual companies. And she mm-hmm. just came at me with, oh, what, a- another agent? Well, if I'm already paying him, then what the fuck do I need you for? And I'm just like, okay, hold on a sec. Yeah. First off, that's not what I said. <laughs> and second of all, and second off, that you sound a little crazy right now. So I ultimately uh, decided just to not not work with her. And it, you know, as far as like appearance and everything, yeah. You know that I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's super pressed. Oh, you can't have any tattoos. You have to be this tall. Like any of that. Like I, I can't operate that way. It's not, it's not. I mean,
1: especially in happy. this day and age, because you got so many girls that tatted up. So like the, the things that they say was kosher in the game years ago. Don't even hold weight because it used to be a time where they would not work with a girl that was tattooed up. Even she had one tattoo they didn't want to fuck with. But now it's kinda of like it's it's part of the course. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure you remember uh, back in the day, aside from a very few select sites, nobody yeah. was shooting ebony girls.
1: No, they wasn't.
0: Like, agencies wouldn't sign black girls. Like, they, there was just no, aside from, like, the three or four websites that were completely ebony-centric, nobody was shooting black girls. So it, that's just another thing that has, has come to, to change and be different in the industry. Uh, and right now, I, I think this is true for all agents as well, not just necessarily me, but a lot of agents are now looking for girls who are willing to do raunchier stuff because oh, yes. now it's a whole different age of what content people want to see. People yeah, are now heavily into the idea of you know, wind the clock back fifteen years. You're not really going to find a whole lot of sites, a whole lot of people shooting, uh, five man gangbangs with DP double anal and piss. But now
1: man, you 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 were hard pressed to find anal scenes. Yeah, <laughs> to keep it 100, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, you know. It, it, period. And I've been said this, I said this in another podcast. I said, porn is becoming more extreme, um, for the most part, because everything that used to be, they say, tabooish that wasn't done normally, been getting done, like for example. Outdoor scenes. Now that's part of the course. Um, damn near anal is part of the course. You know what I'm saying? So it's, so it's kind of like now these companies, to keep up with the content creator, the OnlyFans, and some of these sites that that, that that people use to, you know, make money with, you feel what I'm saying? They now have to step up their game with the type of filming that they're putting out and the type of content that they're putting out. You know, like I told somebody last year, you know, you had Brazer finally drifted into tran- transgender porn. The reason why? Because it was throwing shit against the wall. <laughs> to see what stick. You feel what I'm saying?
0: And, I mean, a lot of that is just becoming more more and more popular. I mean, going back to the uh, the anal situation, yeah. there are some companies now out here that when I approach them with a new talent, their first question is she do doing anal. And yeah. if she doesn't do anal or DP or squirting, then it's just like, oh, well, I really like her look, but I can't do nothing with her.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Why do you think the game changed like
0: that? Uh, I think just the exposure to porn has desensitized people to a lot of regular content. I Damn. mean... Just looking back on my own life, when I was young and I was exposed to pornography for the first time, I remember jerking off to like those little 15, 20 second teaser clips that Playboy w- would post up on their website. Yeah. And, you know, magazines. Again, going back, I guess at that time, it would have been 15 years ago. Magazines were yeah. still super popular. You know, you could walk into... Uh, here in New York, you could walk into a bodega and they would have a row of, uh, I'll say, conventional yeah, magazines.
1: Yeah, I remember Black
0: Man...
1: Uh, what else? You um, still would see a Black jazzman out then.
0: It was a very... There would be a whole section of the wall that's dedicated to the old school porno mags, And if you were lucky... Some of them would come with a DVD too. Mm-hmm. And nowadays that's just gone. That That's like shriveled up. Like unless you're trying to corner the jail market, just <laughs> there's nothing that you're really going to be able to push when it comes to magazines. And a big reason for that is because people were desensitized to just the static still image. You know, yeah. we, we've, we've grown up now, you know, 15, 20 years since the dawn of the internet where porn has just been so accessible in video format, no more setting up the, uh, the slide projector, no more setting up the eight millimeter, no more going to a movie theater, having to go out, get dressed, make your way out. Now you sit at home, two clicks of a button, instant pornography.
1: Yeah. Because I was having this conversation with Alfonso and we were talking about this, um, before me and you got on here, that, People don't realize when I tell people more money was made back when I was coming in versus now, and they was like, "Well, how is that?" I said, "Because motherfucker filmed for a DVD. They didn't film for sites, and that where the money was made. That where the money was was DVDs. You know, period. Because I remember, shoot, I'll sit there and go a whole about whole month no sale, right? Then all of a sudden." I look up, I got 20 DVD sales that quick, and I done made payout three times over. You know what I'm saying? Compared to now, when Cliff and Sale took away the DVDs, that was 75% of my money gone. And then also now Cliff and Sale took away the membership site. That's 50% of my money gone now. You get what I'm saying? From what I make from there. So, it's kind of what what people don't realize is that this day and age is lightweight compared to what we came in to 10 or 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying?
0: And a big portion of that too is just going to come from how rampant piracy you have got. Yeah, Piracy is a big, big issue now and it's to the point where I'm putting together, and this is something I'm going to distribute to my models and I'm going to make it available for anybody else who wants it. Uh, I'm putting together like a PowerPoint presentation to identifying and combating piracy because i didn't even realize how much money was being siphoned out of my pocket by these by fucking top yes. suckers at spank bang and porn easy and i'm, I'm not even going to like name them all because you you know there's some motherfucker listening to this who's gonna be like oh say that again what what was that one yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: so uh, you know, I'm not, but here's just,
1: the sad part. These 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 tube sites are not even tube sites that you can load shit up on. They just tube sites. They just some free shit for you need to watch.
0: Yeah, and there's some of them that uh Spank Bang in particular, and that one I'm comfortable naming because it's so popular. It's one of the most popular yeah. websites on the entire internet. Mm-hmm. Uh they they claim to have an affiliate program and a content revenue program, but it's capped. Mm-hmm. What they have is a little banner that they put up on whatever video you have as syndicated content. That's it. It's not like an X videos where, all right, you click on this free video, you get some of the ad revenue or some of the ad share. It's just, all right, well, we'll throw a banner up. And if people click it, Hey, good for you, buddy. The fuck is that?
1: Yeah. Because even to the point, it took a while for me to get to the point of, um, because for me to even make it the way you can download my scenes off my sites, you know what I'm saying? Because the reason why a lot of bootleg happened because motherfuckers didn't realize when you, they was bootlegging the DVDs a lot of times because you can easily get the file for the DVD because everybody ain't got that program or that money, like the main companies where they can block you from taking it off the DVD per se.
0: Yeah, they don't They don't encode it in such a way where you
1: can't. Yeah, yeah. and then on top of that, I remember even with Busty Babydoll back in the day, motherfuckers were like, "Well, how are they getting her content? Because you can go on there and download the fucking scene. <laughs> you can download the fucking scenes. So it was kind of like, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot because a lot of these sites enabled motherfuckers to download scenes and what they download, they can put elsewhere.
0: And here's the thing that I want to kind of jump in about that, too. Like, just, I've always been a hustler. Like, ever since I, I was a young bull, I've always been a hustler. And I get it from a hustler's perspective. Going out, buying the DVD for 10 bucks, ripping it, and then selling it on the street for 5 I, You know, it's fucked up, but as a hustler, I get it and I understand it. Yeah. But I don't understand. Is going on someone's OnlyFans and paying $10 to access the content, downloading it off of there, and then putting it up on one of these tube sites with no benefit to you at all. You're just doing it to do it. You don't see a penny of revenue. It doesn't benefit you in any way. It's just doing it to do it. And that's the part that I really can't...
1: And and the worst part is they they don't even verify. and, And some of these motherfuckers don't verify who gets these accounts. Some of them even got a fucking
0: profile picture. Oh, most of them don't. I mean, you you go. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I've been to the the depths of the piracy sites. I've seen the the worst of the worst at this point when it comes to the piracy sites and what's on there, and what's available. And I, most of the time, it's just somebody with a, a bunch of random strings of, of letters as a username. Yeah. A, A, B, G, X, two, five, four. And they got three of my scenes there. They got three of my homie scenes on there. They got like a a bang bro scene on there. It's just whatever they could get their hands on. They, they throw it up there. And most of the time, and this is also funny to me. uh, a, a lot of the bigger companies, myself, a few other people I know, we, have measures and systems in place to combat piracy. So those scenes maybe stay on those tube sites for three days, a week tops. And yet, as soon as it gets taken down, oh, time to put it back up. I don't get it. I, I truly genuinely don't get I, I'm
1: gonna, it. I, I, I'm going to put my tin hat on. I think a lot of this is, a lot of bootlegging came from industry. And the reason why I say this is the big companies... Was losing shitload of money because of people like us. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. one, like in your case, yeah. the girls that they want to get that makes their money, you guys are already shooting. So nine times out of ten, in their mind, in Hollywood, by the time they get to her, she's used she she's used goods. So what they I think they used to do was some of these companies used to have people download the shit. They have deals in place with some of these tube sites to begin with. Because some of these tube sites do have to pay a licensing fee just to get the the, the the major companies, especially to get a lot of their shit. You feel me? Because think about it. If you're getting bootlegged and Brazen being bootlegged, why ain't Brazen worried about taking it down? Because them motherfuckers making money off them sites. You know what I'm saying? It's fair with advertisement, what have you. Y'all can pretty much guess for the most part. So how do you devalue the industry that you know what I'm saying, that right now is being taken over by the talent that you're trying to book that may not want to come shoot with you because they don't need to anymore. You take the top people's shit and you put it on these free sites, which you turn cuts into their money. You get what I'm saying? It's it's Because to me, When I think of bootleggers, they're looking to make money. These like, you said, motherfuckers just putting them up there just for show. They ain't making no money. So for me to make sense of it, it's a lot to do with the industry because they got the money to pay a motherfucker to sit here and download Peter King's whole stash. And then they take Peter King's shit and put it up there. Everything that's being done. With social media. Everything's being done with these tube sites. It's devalue the porn starting the porn business. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why, because when content creating became a thing. Because remember, I mean, I don't know what year you came in, but when I came in, a lot of motherfuckers trying to get a close for sale or rude or some charms. Actually, you was laughed out of the room if you even said you had a close for sale. You feel what I'm saying? So Hollywood wasn't worried because girls were still going out there to Hollywood to get the paid gigs. But when them paid, but when things started moving out online and companies who couldn't make the change to being online versus just doing DVDs fell off. And a lot of these big companies saw what was happening. So that's why I think why they – what's the word I'm looking for – I think a lot of this has to do with big industry. What you think?
0: Just industry. Set. I mean, I, I don't... You know, it's one of those things where it's like... I can't disagree because I don't know. It, I just don't know. Uh It could very well be the case. Honestly, I think it's a... You know, i I do... I would actually prefer if it was your theory over mine. I would prefer... Yeah. If it was just uh, the industry pumping money into the the pockets of pirates in order yeah. to steal our stuff,
1: but because, because my, my, when I think about it, because the reason why I say that, I look at Pornhub. All of a sudden, Pornhub, which was everybody was the bane of everybody's existence, every porn company ended up having an account on there. This was even before they started monetizing shit. You feel what I'm coming from? Brace is damn near practically a sponsor for them fuckers. So it's kind of like, to me, if we, if we, okay, since it's being normalized, let's over-normalize it so that it will hurt the content creator, Not realizing that you're actually hurting the industry as a whole because, one, you're cheapening the product, you know, period. Um, And you also hurting the people that you're booking because you're hurting their money because you're trying to make it to where they have to come to you to make money. You know,
0: there's it, also a very like close relationship that's kind of unspoken yeah. between the big companies and a site like Pornhub. You 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 deal with certain companies and you say I would like to I would like you to book this girl or I would like you to book that girl. Uh, depending on the company, they'll say, "Well, we would love to, but she has to be top 250 ranked for porn stars this month on Pornhub, or we're not interested." Yeah. Or uh, it, or they'll have the the mindset of, "Well, she can't have shot any um uh, mainstream scenes yet, OnlyFans or whatever, like things like that. That's okay." But if she's got any mainstream scenes, we don't want to book her. And yes. it, it, they they kind of change the rules as the game is being played in order to make sure that they're still on top because they're the ones offering the most upfront money on the table right here, right now. <laughs>
1: I'm going to kill you. I am going to fucking kill you, woman. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm right here. Nah, 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 we still record. And then Uh hold on. I'm about to re-record. Start recording back. Cause. Hey, it's Princess Havoc, your favorite BBW adult star and host of Causing Havoc, along with the fabulous Bobby Lucas, where we talk about anything and everything. Come follow the dopamine with us Sundays at noon, now with video, part of the premium smoke room family and streaming exclusively on Anchor and Spotify. Run, don't walk to subscribe now. For only $4.99 a month, you get my show and for other great shows as well. See you there! Mwah! Okay, here's the recording, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the game... Yeah, because, I mean, you kind of have to... Because the game changed drastically each year. You know, it's drastically different than it was five years ago. Drastically different than it was one year ago. And... And like I said, to me, I just think that the the, the problem is, is that a lot of social media, because they saw the money in the average motherfucker doing this and the traffic that it got, they didn't mind devaluing us to gain that money. Because, like, like I said, it used to be a time where girls came in the game looking for guys like me and you, producers, people that had You know, contacts in the industry that new producers that produced also had to contact for to get the pay kids. Girls don't do that. You know, period. it's because when you walk in as a porn star, which goes back to that term being lost in our game and everybody wants to be a quote unquote content creator. Now you're coming in with an amateur's mind state, not a professional mind state. You get where I'm coming from?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, I've had this conversation many, many times. It is interesting, to say the least, how a lot of people will come into this and overlook and bypass the producers when that OnlyFans money isn't forever. No, it's not. You know, and I'm not saying that you know you come and you book with me, and I'm gonna keep getting you booked from now until the end of time. I'm not saying that, but when you have an OnlyFans and that's all that you do, that's your entire resume, that's your entire portfolio. You at least go shoot with a couple of producers. Again, doesn't have to be me. You go and shoot with a couple other producers locally in the area, in your area, whatever the case may be, and you could now bring that to and x videos to a porn hub to even another major company and say here's my body of work this is this isn't just only fan here's my body of work book me for this book me for that That's and nice you'd be me. surprised you'd be surprised at how many people who were very quiet not doing anything they come to dirty cheap new york and then they, they leave after a couple days with a couple thousand in their pockets. And then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, Bangro is calling your phone, Brazzers calling your phone, Reality Kings, Team Skeet, all of them call on your phone because you they see that you're able to perform. They see well produced, high quality content with your name attached to it coming out. You're getting a buzz online. You go moving up in the X videos in the porn hub, right. Oh, hold on, wait, who's this girl? We should get her down here. We we should we should really blow her up, get her signed to a big agency out here, make her really pop off. Happened more than once and it's gonna keep happening. Trust me on that.
1: Yeah. Because because I told somebody, it, it's no longer fresh off the boat no more. They want you to have some type of cachet walking in the door. Whether it's you just have a big following. it, it, it ain't no just, she ain't never did it before or ever been in front of the camera in any way, shape, or fashion going on set. No, they want girls that actually have been in front of the camera somewhat. If it won't even professional, it leads to the point that she got a strong enough following because the companies can't make money off of new faces like they used to. And it's just facts.
0: I mean, you come from the music industry just like I do. You and yeah. I both know this. Back in the day, uh, you used to have nothing to your name. Not a penny, not a dime. And you would go to a showcase and you would play a set, you would do a song, you would audition in front of a group a- of A&Rs and just hope that one of them saw the potential that you had to be a star and would approach you with a contract. Nowadays, they wait until you have a million followers on TikTok. Until you have 50K on Twitter. And by that point, all the marketing department, they don't need to do anything. You've already done that job for them. And yeah. now that you've gotten yourself to that point, that A&R is going to approach you and say, how would you like 500,000 from Warner Brothers or Columbia or whoever the case may be? Yeah. It, it's it's, a- it's just about building up your own fan base first. And then bringing it to the bigger companies, so that way they can utilize that fan base to push a better product that's going to ultimately make more money.
1: because like one of the perfect examples was this girl named Mariah Mills. She was real big on IG, and then I think it was uh, reality when not in America and the Reality King started shooting and that's when I started seeing the, the the change in how they picked the girls because it was like, I know they made money with her. You know, she ain't really done much since then or what have you. But it was, I know the reason why they grabbed her was because she was just good looking, because the motherfucker had a million followers on IG. So they so they knew it was guaranteed money if we did a scene with her. Because she already got the following versus she fresh off the boat and got no following. Now you got to build, build the scene up for it to sell. Versus she already got cash, so all you're doing is putting it out.
0: Yeah, I mean again, you know, taking it back to the music industry. Yeah. Uh prior to 2007, it cost approximately $300,000 for a label to take an artist from being completely unknown to being a star. 300k, and that would go into artist development, studio time, marketing, the whole nine yards. Nowadays, You could have somebody come into your label who's already a star and is eager to be there. You save yourself three hundred K, And the porn companies are looking at it the exact same way. They want people who already have a following, already have a fan base, already have checking for them. So that way, they don't have to spend any type of money on marketing or promotion. They don't have to do these little soft launch scenes or anything like that. They don't have to shoot a one-off and see how it goes. No, they already know, all right, this person got a bunch of followers, high on the rankings, lots of engagement on their posts and everything. Let's shoot them nine times right now, back to back. So that way we got enough content to last us throughout the year.
1: Yeah. See, that's the other thing we used to talk about back in the day, being overshot, is that once you're going to shoot majority of these companies, they're not calling them back for it, man. You know, period. That was the reason why a lot of the com- a lot of the companies that were telling me, you no, know, tell the girls, even back then, set up your own site, put out your own film, your own. Because they already were telling me that were drawing up out there in Hollywood to a circus team. They saw what was coming. You know, but, but you know, and and I kind of saw it too because I was like, yeah, the internet becoming big. You know what I'm saying? Period. From from to the whole nine. So it's kind of like you can't, it, now we're in the clout era, they want girls to have clout. I told people, it ain't about how fine or pretty you are anymore, it ain't about how good you suck dick or fuck. Because some of these girls ain't the greatest fucks on camera, <laughs> to be honest with you. But it's about that following, what you bring to the table when they see you. You know, period. And they had to change because shit, more girls get in the game Want to get in front of the camera compared to back in two thousand eight, more girls were trying to get on back page. You know, yeah. I, to be honest with you, they, and and they only wanted to do paid gigs. They weren't trying to do content paid gigs to boost their escorting because they figured since if I do a couple of porn shoots with some of these companies, I could boost my escorting. The only difference between that day and this day is, is that now girls do understand the value of content. You know, period. But the problem is that now because, and you can test this, you have to shoot more to see more compared to 10 years ago or even five years ago. You know, period. These girls literally got to pump out scenes daily in order to continue to see the money that they're getting. But part of that is because these dumb motherfuckers want to sit here and do free and, and $3 for the next 30 spots. Yeah, you're going to have to work harder because you're sitting there telling everybody my shit is cheap and it ain't worth the money that you spend
0: it. And that's Just what makes opinion. it more difficult on people like you and I because when I have... I mean, my website is a reasonable price. It is $20 for yeah. four websites. You get 16s a month. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had launched this in 2009, people would say, dang, that, that's super cheap. That's a really good deal. But nowadays, it's like $20 on. I don't know, because you know I'm on the, a couple of these OnlyFans, and one of them is free with pay-per-view. The other one is like $3 a month, and I get full scenes. And it just makes it extremely difficult, because it's not like the rates have gone down. It's not like it's cheaper to book people now. You're just making less money, putting in the same amount of work and putting in the same amount of money. That you did back in the day.
1: But well, look, I, I, I got to cut this short because I, I got another show, I got a knockout. <laughs> hey, that yeah. why she keep bugging me? So tell everybody what they can spend money on, you king.
0: Oh, man, you can check out all my websites peterskingdom.com, rawwhitemeat.com, slutsaroundtown.com, passionsonly.com. Uh, check me out on the devil itself slash Peter King uh, check me out on all tube sites under the name Peter King or Peter King Productions, and that's where you can come find all my material.
1: No doubt. And he will be back, people. We were going to bring him back, you know. So I'm sorry about the stop and go in these episodes, but Anchor is a complete asshole. So next time, bro, we're doing straight Skype. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm with it.
1: No doubt. So with that being said, people, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you didn't learn anything? Smoke this over. Thank you for coming, bro. All
0: right. Been a pleasure, my man. doubt.
1: Okay.